Hello, baby. August twentieth, and you know what that means? It's yeah. traditional podcasters' gift day. Oh boy! It is. It is traditional oh, podcasters' yeah. gift me, day, and this is, of course, the out. day where only two people, the hosts, give gifts, and we do not give gifts to the producer. Okay, yeah. Sorry, MJ. You're not. You're not going to get any of this. You're not part of traditional podcasters' gift day. Well, Ethan, <laughs> I'm yeah, I, I bought. I bought you a new chain for your watch your prize possession oh that's so that sucks <laughs> why why does that suck because i i don't understand I don't, I don't have a watch anymore but here's what? the thing i yeah i yeah it's crazy but i'm telling you the reason is so good okay and, I, and I can tell your camera's not on right now so i'm I, yeah I, I can feel how how grateful you are because you're gonna be grateful because i sold that watch Get this okay. for the most beautiful comb ever. Ethan, I shaved my head like four years ago. <laughs> Wait, I'm a what? complete baldy. Wait, turn on this the is camera. the worst traditional. Okay, I'll turn on my camera. Holy shit. I've been like this for years. I'm a famous baldy. Wait, you're you're a, you're famous. I'm like, bald? I'm like Charlie Brown, Stewie from Family Guy. Um, can you can you talk like either of Homer them? Homer Simpson. Quick? I'm going to kick that football, Lewis. Now, can you do Stewie now? That, um, <laughs> you're always so mean to me, Snoopy. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. And, and how about Homer? <laughs> uh, my wife is Lois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it sounds like you're doing like Johnson. Oh, it sounds like yeah. Uh, heard... winning time. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I have a pretty good John Cena. Oh man, <laughs> that sounded like that didn't sound like John C. Riley at all. Oh, oh man, <laughs> there we go. It's just John C. Riley when he's really uh, scared. Oh, Vanellope, we gotta. I gotta get back to my video game. I don't know. That's more of like Kermit the like Kermit the Frog impression. I mean, it's yeah. kind of close. You take like Kermit the Frog, and then and then you get back down to this one. It's kind of, it's closer. It's closer. Yeah. Um. um anyway, what? Wasn't our gift ironic? It's the most ironic thing ever. Yeah. Uh, and John C. Riley was there too, which is kind of ironic. You know what's funny? There's a uh in, in The Incredibles, you know how at the end of the movie where like they're they've like they, they fight the Omnidroid, right? And then they beat it. Uh-huh. And like everyone like they expect everyone to be like, Oh, superheroes suck, right? Because of the whole like lawsuit fifteen years ago. Um, but in this one they're like, Whoa, yeah, supers are back and one of them goes like, Oh, isn't that ironic? And uh, as a kid, I was like, that's a cool name. Yeah. Uh, Fyronic. Um, Gazer Beam. <laughs> yeah, Gazer Beam. What about... Uh, yeah, I'm going to look up... Hold on, I'm going to look up... Incredibles uh, names. Incredible, <laughs> Incredible They do have great names. No, they, they do. I mean, okay, so this is... this is uh, Again, this is a, a, a classic style direction opening. Um, yeah. But me and Isabel were watching Monsters University and Monsters Incorporated yesterday because, you know, it's like a fun college movie that's not not too crazy. And again, I know this is intentional, but it's like, you know, like like sports names, like kind of like the uh, the mm-hmm. Japanese fake American names for like the baseball oh, yeah. game. What and is it, so McNutt or something. Yeah, well, I mean, like obviously Bumps like and like nut. Well, I mean, like James P. Sullivan, right? That's yeah. kind of a classic, you know. Or Mike Wazowski. There's like, like I mean, Randall Boggs. Like that's kind of like a Randall normal Boggs name. Randall Boggs is a great name. That's a, yeah, that could be like a regular person's name. That's I mean, what I that's love the, about. That's all the whole of them. point. Yeah. yeah. Or like, or like, uh, or um, what's it called? George Sanderson, the guy who gets the fucking sock on him all the time. Yeah. I mean, but then you get stuff like like fungus, like the guys, the guy's name is fungus, right? And I had My friends I blew... call me Flim. Yeah, bile. <laughs> My friends call me Flem. Um, but then in the in the in the movie, right? You got like you got like Don Carlton. I, I'm in sales. You know, I, I used to try and work the computers, and then he goes to college. They're all just normal guys. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I do here. Let's take let's go the opposite. Look at some incredible supers names. Here we go. We got Apogee. What's that? What's that? A name based on what Apogee. Yeah, Apogee. I forgot what that means. It's like a I thing. don't know what that means. 
oh man, Blaze Blaze Stone. It's, it's funny because like you can't pick like a Marvel or DC uh, name, right? So you got Blaze and you got Blitzerman. Brain okay, Blitzerman. Brainstorm. Uh, yeah, Brainstorm's kind of normal. Cl- what does Cliffhanger? What do you do? You hang people off cliffs. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. He's got like he got like super. Okay, it's just superhuman agility. Okay, like that's not. Come on. Yeah, whatever. Doc- I could do that. Oh yeah. What about Dyna Guy? Dyna Guy. That's a cool. That's oh, a good yeah. one. Yeah. Da- Downburst is good. Downburst. Everseer. Yeah, you got Fyronic. Gamma Jack. Gamma Jack sounds awesome. A Gazer Beam. Um. Okay, Jack Jack. That's not like his. That's not his fucking superhero name. I'm sure he'll pick one. Crusthauer sounds like a cool name. Oh, that's the guy who can who crushes things. That's that's actually okay, a scary. That that's a scary I, one. I'm normally not like a big fan of like nostalgia, like bait, like spinoffs or reboots or whatever. But it would be kind of fun to have like a uh, like a, a super a superhero series with like in the incredible setting. I just love the like mid century stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, did ever, absolutely. Did you ever watch? Did you watch the bonus feature on the DVD? That was like the '60s style cartoon where just the mouths move or whatever. I can't remember that style of animation. Oh yeah, the mouth animation. Yeah. Mouth, <laughs> yeah, mouth, mouthers. Yeah, mouthers. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Like, I mean, the incredible. I don't think that there's like a lot of vintage style in it, but like the vintage vibes, I think, was really iconic for me. They really played it um, up in the second one. Like, that's way more like mid-century modern than the first movie is. Yeah, but also like that one feels more like a superhero movie, which yeah. is what mm-hmm. I. Do. I mean, I, I, I get it, but like the first one felt more like a James Bond, but with superhero stuff, which I felt was yeah. like a cooler way of doing it, as opposed to just watching fucking sixty Spider-Man. Um, exactly. Anyway, guys, um, isn't it ironic that we're talking about this and not fashion? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? I'm gonna. I'm gonna look her. Let's hear. Her. Oh, ironic's a dude. It sounds okay. Well, all right. I mean, everything I just say, changed. I was gonna say. Oh no, and and then Blazestone's a girl. I'm gonna like. This is not to you know. I want to put a picture of Blazestone here in the chat for us and check check out this <laughs> check out this animated dish, man. Oh, there it is. I was looking at the wrong chat. I'm not getting yeah. anything. I'm getting the image not loading. Damn it. Uh, well, she's hot. Hell, so I, dude. I can't even fucking jerk off to this man. <laughs> okay. What's funny yeah. is that she's she's a member of Beta Force, which I think is an incredible Ooh. incredible okay. uh, place to be in. Uh, yeah. Sounds like sounds like my friend group. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a point. Yeah. That's an incredible place to be in. Yeah, <laughs> Incredibles. Um, anyway, welcome to Stone Direction, a men's for podcast about the stuffiness. I am Ethan M. Wong. I am Spencer DSO. And I'm MJ. And voice. we're here to talk to you about cl- clothing. We're the, we're the men's clothing <laughs> Clucking. podcast. <laughs> Clucking. Clucking uh, and clothing. Today is something that we are not asked to talk about because something we deal with every day. We're so ironic. Um... Or are we? Yeah, or are we? Are we subversive? I mean, the title of this is Subversion versus Irony, but I feel like, I mean, we're all, we are going to get into our different definitions of this and how it plays into our clothes and how we see it in classic menswear. Obviously, there's a lot of subversive and ironic uh, histories within fashion proper, um, but well, yeah, we're going to talk all about it today. Um, I'm not sure what my experience is with this. I feel like there was one time a guy said, accused my style of being ironic. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't get it. But I thought it was okay. Well, like, what does that even mean? What does that, you know? And uh, shout out to a lot of people in our Patreon discord who gave us some great points that we're going to kind of dive into and use as thoughts are today. Um, But I think the overarching idea here is that irony and subversion you know, whichever way you d- define it, um, we'll get into that, are, are just ways to kind of rebrand clothing and styles and kind of alter what they symbolize to us. Because I feel that we are in, um, not feel, we're, we're kind of in like a post-context world right now. We're kind of in a post-fashion world, if you think about it. You know, clothing is moving away from just being practical um, and functional, which, I mean, obviously there was always, um, there was always, a personal style element to clothing but i think now more than ever it is definitely more of an art and a hobby which we'll get into before the year closes out um and it kind of makes sense where 
when you start to change what those things mean um, through subversion and irony, you know, I think I think we're in a place where it just it we get we get more of that now compared to ever before. Yeah, I mean, well, <clears throat> I guess uh, something that um, maybe we could start out on this. Um, but typically when I think about um, ironic clothing or ironic fashion, I guess maybe there's two different definitions. There's one definition yeah. that's kind of what you're talking about, like wearing specific pieces in like an ironic way. Like something we can get into later is like Milserp, even though we're not veterans or necessarily uh, agree with the aims of the U.S. military <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and stuff like that. But the way that I think about it and I think is probably the more like mainstream way to think about it now because i think it is kind of having a moment or maybe uh i don't like i feel like the big thing the big time when i first started to notice this was like around like 2016 2017 um i mean i don't know i don't pay enough attention to like big brands like you know like supreme or balenciaga to know if this is still exactly what they're doing um but like what what i think of is like ironic fashion is the kind of just like oh we're just gonna make like 900 dollar crocs or like a really really like ugly t-shirt that everyone's like oh that's so ugly that's fucking that's funny i'm gonna wear that and stuff like that yeah Um, right i just personally think that approaching fashion from that way as opposed like i i don't know i feel like i approach fashion from like i genuinely really love all my clothes and can't wait to like wear all of them all the time um and i don't want to i i just kind of find it annoying when people are like oh yeah this is like this is so funny that i'm wearing this like here's a quote from one of the articles that i pulled up um which i think is pretty good uh the fact that this movement is not new or the fact that this movement is not new is part of that problem it is cynicism for the sake of cynicism rather than cynicism with any sense of originality we have all seen and tried the hipster act and has lost its novelty. We have come to the same realization thinking you are better than everything is only entertaining for so long. And it is no more tasteful than the lack of taste at mocks. So like, I don't like, I don't know, like whenever I wear a Canadian tuxedo, I'm not doing it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm being like a funny nineties dad. I'm wearing it. Cause I think a Canadian tuxedo like looks cool. So that's yeah. my take on this. No. Yeah. I mean, that's, with with irony, it kind of it depends on who your audience is, right, and the intent mm-hmm. behind it. Um, because I got, like when I look up what irony means, because I don't think I even, I mean, just I my my my, my philosophy is all over the place. Um, but one of the basic definitions from Google, okay, so blame fucking whoever the head of Google is. It's not Mark, yeah, not Zuck, Satan, but yeah, Satan, Satan, yeah, Mr. Google spelled Mr. backwards. Google. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just doing something against what you would typically do for, for like a fact, you know, expression of one's meaning by using language that signifies the opposite for humorous or emphatic effect. So there's like, there's like an intentional subversive effect there. Like you, you're, you're kind of going, you're going against convention, but in, in terms of expectations and, you know, with, with the rise of ironic fashion, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's not about the style, right? It's about kind of like going against the ideas of what clothing is and what consumerism yeah. is. So it's like, and oh I yeah, mean, like Crocs are like spending $900 on Crocs. Like the effect is that the story is funny, maybe, but not the clothing itself yeah. is. Or, and I, I mean, it like can be too, like, right? Because if it's bad, it can look bad on purpose. I mean, like you could also say this probably for like most fashion, but I, th- I also definitely see it as a way of like signaling a year in like an in-group. Like a, it's like, oh, it's like, you think it's like, you know, you're separating yourself from the people that just wear Crocs because they're like nurses or whatever, <laughs> you know, indeed non-slip Oh, that's true. That's true. And yeah. being like, oh, actually, like, you know, I live in Bushwick or something and I have, uh, and it's like, I spent a lot of money on these. This is our anti-hipster podcast episode right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, okay, so before, before we move on, I, was, I do want to say like, we should maybe also define subversion a little bit here and subversion when I when I look up um, that definition, um, it does mean it says here undermining the power and authority of an established system or an institution. And the way I see subversion, I mean, it, it's kind of similar to irony, where the expectations and and its use um, are different. But with subversion, it's kind of it's more specific. I feel like it's more about the specific item and what you're trying to do with that item, mm-hmm. um, and the idea of 
of power systems or hierarchy in play here kind of matter more. So to me, it's more about like, you know, wearing as a, as as like a child of immigrants, right, or whatever, like like wearing like an Ivy League, you know, cap. Or, or or like or kind of like a, like a country club blazer that I thrifted, even though like there was definitely no way I would ever be accepted into a place like this in the '60s or whatever. My my family wasn't even here in the '60s, so yeah. it, it's like it's like you know it's a bit more different. And I feel like you know what what we get into when we talk about subversion irony is that irony typically is for some kind of humorous or societal effect. That, that it's more of like, you know, like an in-crowd, if you know, you know thing, where like subversion is kind of making more of a statement and kind of punching up. And yeah. and not to say that, you know, as, as MJ and I are like, you know, people of color, immigrants, I feel like there's, just like when we talked about like how preppy clothing changes context based on the groups who wear it, I feel like that also gives us a bit more leeway with subversion, but we can also get into that later on here. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true, but also, and I, obviously I can't speak as someone, like I don't have the immigrant experience, so I can't speak on that. But I'll say, I think there's a difference between it being ironic that you are wearing the clothes that you're wearing and then you dressing ironic. Like, you know, I think- Yes, like, that's tr- absolutely it's true. Like, it's ironic that like I dress the way I do. Like I may be, maybe less ironic because I'm like a white guy that is bald and has a beard. But like, you know, it's ironic that I'm like a 25 year old in like 2022 and like not like 1942 or whatever. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's like it's the the place it all comes from like a place of like genuine like appreciation. And I don't know, like I just I'm not cynical about like about like, oh, like, you know, I'm not cynical about my clothes. I just really like wearing them and I like I like how they look a lot. Yeah, MJ, what are you, what are your thoughts on like initial thoughts on this? Um, how it's it's kind of like the intent, or I guess uh, the the as far as like the definition between irony and subversion, it's kind of like right. Uh, subversion isn't necessarily have to be like oh I'm doing it just because it's weird, or I'm doing it just because you know it's it's like anti-fashion almost. Uh, yeah. Which, which I, I, I would say what I, the ironic dressing is kind of like, um, it's like purposely, like, not dressing badly, but dressing not in something traditionally, uh, like, appealing, I guess. Um, whereas subversion is kind of like, um, I mean, I'm using the word to describe itself, but just um, not what you'd expect um like items to go with or uh looks to combine uh right yeah i mean like i think a lot of like the blog a lot of like our take on menswear which is not new by the way but i think it hinges a lot more on subversion because of the specific items like you said it's like taking stuff out of context you know like like jeans with a blazer subversive because workwear and formal wear traditionally Mm -hmm. speaking yeah exactly Um, and, uh, you know, off the, off the bat, I do want to say, like, you know, th- this is an interesting discussion and, you know, and it's great that we were able to talk about it. But I think that just like with effort, just like with cool, focusing your style or the intent of your style on that theme, like, oh, I dress to look cool. I dress to be ironic or I want I dress with like, to look like I have no effort into this. It always approaches clothing from the wrong way because it's not about the clothes. It's about the effect and the effect changes based on your surroundings, based on your context. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I mean, it basically, like we said, like you said earlier, it depends on the audience that you're going for, right? Like the in crowd. What do, and, it, and is it ironic to be wearing all of those Balenciaga Crocs if everyone's wearing them? Because then it just becomes normal and not ironic. But then if you compare it, yeah, if you're like, you know, if you walk into you know, like suburbia, of course, it's gonna be like, whoa, look at this guy wearing Crocs that are $900. Yeah. But then, of course, if you're a, a fucking Bushwick hipster or whatever, it, you know, it's not, it's, it's the norm. I don't know. I've Everybody never been loses to Bushwick. Their minds. You know, <laughs> it's the yeah, we live, in a, we live in a society. But I think, yeah. I think what you said, Spencer, about genuinely mm. enjoying your clothing, I mean, it's, it's all like that's, the, I mean, not to say that one is better than the other, but I think it is. But like yeah. dressing to be like yourself and, and just to like what you like, genuinely speaking it's always a stronger way to kind of get around this. And I think mm-hmm. that I personally, maybe there is some, there is some room for subversion and irony within it. And maybe that's what we'll get into later. Like which, 
which ones do we accept, I guess, or, you know, <laughs> that kind of make more sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, what it seems like is that irony is like a defensive mode of dressing yeah. um, when, when we look at it, because again, it doesn't, it doesn't hinge on authenticity. It, it, um, I think what's it called here? Um, when I, I was trying to look up to see if like, if dye workwear or any kind of fashion thing had had anything to say about ironic fashion, it's hard to find what like when it comes to menswear specifically because menswear dye workwear like Derek's definitely written at least one thing about like ironic fashion. Um, yeah, he does say here that you know when he talks about like like I think um, like kind of like dad hats I think or like like it's like Spencer's gifts he talks about like you know oh yeah there's this hat the gag gift hat which is business class. Like it's kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of think that's kind of good actually. Like just like a cap, um, but it's like he says here, like gag gifts are a way, like to avoid doing the hard work of actually getting a good present. Finding something personal and meaningful is stressful, but the opposite is like you know it's kitschy, it's corny. You know you can't fail because like the awfulness is like the point. Like mm-hmm. that's the irony, and. He says, this is fashion today. Clothes that are so ugly that they're great. Clothes that are so hmm. dumbed down, they're not serious to critique. Yeah. Um, you know, you can think about like like Rick Owens and Margella who are, um, it's it's a little bit like they're serious, but they're also, they're conceptual and they're, they're interesting. But like he, he basically says, it comes to a point though where irony begins to suffocate everything else. You know, we're like, like you know, there's always a meme of like going to like full Rick. Is like you know you yeah. don't you don't go full Rick. <laughs> like a Rick always is cool, and there is a lot of great stuff. But like, obviously, going into it for irony's sake is a little bit harder to kind of. I don't know, be, not be cool, but you know, to just, I, to be well, right. I, I, he, like the, I like the what? point that he's bringing up that it's like this gives you it gives you like a really easy out. So if you're yeah. wearing if you're wearing the designer fucking like three wolf moon t shirt with like, you know, like expensive jorts and, you know, like platform Crocs and someone's like, you look like shit. You could just be like, yeah, I know. And then Yeah, like, that's the point. And then like just blow your fucking like puff bar in their face or something. <laughs> um, but and then but if you're like us and someone says you look like shit, we like cry and piss our pants because we care so much about our outfit. Because because yeah. that's not what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, yeah, it does. Because Derek does, Derek goes on to say like the, all the best things in life are sin- sincere, mm-hmm. and I think that yeah, I mean I think it's it's fun, like once to do something ironic, but like you know like like a whole, like this is just maybe my hot take like a whole museum of like ironic art. I'm like all right, like I want yeah. like show me some show me some like portraiture a little bit. So I can show see. me something cool. Yeah, show me something like, you know, and it's, it's like um, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of the uh, of waiting for the artist. <laughs> Or whatever, uh, which is a docu- documentary now thing, where like they have like a they contrast like a serious artist played by Kate Blanchett with uh, like the like an ironic it's the lazy prankster. So the lazy, it's basically like a guy whose whole thing is like it's just a prank, bro. But he's like an artist, and it's just yeah, it's kind of like he just he doesn't take anything seriously. And um, hey, maybe maybe we'll post the pictures of him in the. Uh, I mean, I think yeah. he does have some fits, like you know, it's Fred Armisen, cool? but like yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Maybe the guy he's based on um, is is cool, but like, yeah, like that idea of like a, of an easy out, right? Like the gag gift. Like I think, I mean, we kind of give gag gifts every once in a while, but it's also uh-huh. good to like, like I remember this. Here, here's a good example. Here's you know, so uh, I have a friend who's who's like who hates horses. He just hates them. You know, uh, sorry to bother you, just wrecked him. You know, one of the <laughs> Sea Biscuit. Is uh oh, no. I think is that where he well I think they kill it at the That's, end right or something yeah, I, I think don't know. so I haven't seen seas, yeah. but seas, seas biscuit the biscuit, seas biscuit of the sea but I got him for for Christmas that was so funny I, you know I'm a big thrifter I found him like this like wooden rocking horse that's like it's like for, like built for like a baby so it's like it, it's like yeah. like a foot long and I gave it to him I thought he would love it he was like fuck you dude like what like i'm like oh i'm like so sorry like i don't i thought you i thought you think it was funny and ironic he's like why would i i hate horses like why would you do this (laughs) and i guess it's a good idea you know it's it's like you know he'd he'd rather like he'd rather it might have been better if i just got him a boba something i know he enjoys versus something that is funny that because he hates it but like there's no defense there and i and i literally wasn't even given an out because it was so offensive to him you know and 
you know, and I feel like there's something there to be said about about clothing. Like, yeah. to wear something to be like, oh, I, I know this sucks, but that's the point is like, okay, cool. So you dress like you suck. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what, you still like, dress like shit. Yeah, it's like like you know Scott like yeah that's funny you still got me something I hate like that's not yeah, like like yeah. what's the, what's the like what's the whole thing here, and you know I think I think it it gets harder when you when with with that whole idea when you dress like in like regu- like in in general fashion because when, when fashion is art obviously it, it's hard to cr- it is definitely hard to critique ironic art, um not saying that you can't but it, it just becomes harder because like art is about like self-expression and maybe this is this is mm-hmm. the the weakness of like our idea of clothing as hobbies because you know that combined with no context combined with like democratization of menswear it does make it hard to be like well you can't wear that and we're not we're not explicitly saying that you can't wear that but it also doesn't stop us from being like well that that fit sucks right mm-hmm. but what i do think is tough is when it starts to creep into menswear because mm-hmm. some people could argue that like you know like I didn't actually didn't write any notes about this, but like Spretzatura is really tough to defend because it yeah. is kind of ironic in its in its application, right? Like the whole OCBD unbuttoned, like that's not like it's it's meant to be buttoned, right? Mm-hmm. And when it becomes a contest of okay, well, what's okay versus what's not okay, it's like okay, what's the difference between unbuttoning your collar points and then buttoning all the buttons on your suit jacket, like? Yeah. You, because the thing, the defense goes, well, you're not supposed to do that. Well, okay, so what the, <laughs> what's the sliding scale here? Um, you know, like that. That's like that's definitely that's definitely to me ironic because it's like a, it's like a move that's a very if you know you know and kind of has an effect versus like subversion, which is like well, I guess subvert that can subvert your expectations, but like subversion <laughs> besides like wearing like a western shirt with a suit. I mean, so what, well, speaking of like, um, like irony and like classic menswear, what do you think of like the big, like oversized suits from like, you know, that you get from like David Byrne stuff or yeah, like, like, from, or like from, that like take on it. That's not necessarily made by like, you know, like, like tailoring houses or something, but by just like, yeah, like high, more like high end fashion brands that are just doing like their ironic take on like a business suit. What do you think of those? You know, it's again, it, it comes out really hard because it's like, when I see it as fashion, I'm like, okay, I think it's cool because it's fashion, like it's art. But then when it comes to like, how does it last in like a men- like a hashtag menswear way? I'm like, well, fuck you, you know, like don't don't mm-hmm. do that. It's because it, it, it's kind of like how it sounds like I don't enjoy orchestral scores, right? Or not not orchestral scores. So it's like, oh yeah, Atticus, I'm like, no, I I like those things. But then when it comes to like Hans Zimmer using the orchestra in a minimal way, I'm like, fuck off. Like, don't, yeah. don't do this. You know, when you start, um, when it's like, you look at it just as a fashion thing, it's fine. But when you analyze it as like a suit, then you're like, what the hell? Yeah, no, it, that, that's exactly it. And it's kind of like, this might be a hot take, right? Like, you know how we kind of talk about how things come <laughs> back and how maybe we're just mm-hmm. correct. Like the, the proportion <laughs> the thing we're like, you're yeah. just right about this. It's kind of like, like yeah, when it's all fat, like when it's like fashion, sure. But when you start to try and do what we do, like no, we know what we we know what's good, you know. Yeah. And like that's kind of like my hot take about it. We're like, when it comes down to it, like like I don't know why you would pick skinny pants because I mean there was like the, like even like skinny pant trend or skinny skinny suit trend, like like Tom Brown. Like I think Tom Brown is great, but then when like you get like suit supply doing like a short suits look. It's like no, mm-hmm. like don't you're not you're not doing it, and maybe it's because execution of irony is super important because I think that that's maybe like, like there is a difference between like again like 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 a real artist doing something that is like challenging versus like a guy saying oh I could just do that at home you know what I mean yeah. like like there is like there is a difference there there is like I don't, I don't want to say it just comes down to education but maybe there is like there's there's this artistic merit. That comes down, you know, like we're like, yeah, Rick Owens is weird for a lot of people, but I can see how that's cool. Then like fucking, yeah. I don't know, like, like, I mean, people yeah, twisting like, I, like their shirt another way. I don't know. Like, I want to be clear. Like, I feel like I'm talking a lot of shit on like, you know, I've, I've talked about Balenciaga a lot this episode and I don't, I want to make it clear. I'm not necessarily shitting on the brand. Like, I don't know. And I, I mean, I'm not like, I don't follow the brand closely enough to have that much of an opinion on it. Yeah, I just don't like. I yeah, I just I just don't like the uh, head to toe Balenciaga looking like shit. I mean, it's like the same thing as like the 
like at the the fucking like zoomer kids who are like have rich parents that are really into streetwear and they're wearing like the bape like you know fucking like fighter pilot paint you know uh uh like hoodies and shit like that and like the the pyrex shorts it's like they look fucking goofy like you know like the pieces they have individually there's a chance they could be cool or come from cool brands but the way that you style it it's bad i mean again that, that speaks more to like the background of these people versus the pieces themselves right i mean it is interesting to think of like irony as maybe like an empowering thing you know where technically if you think about it maybe if these kids have rich parents you know and and maybe the idea of old money is kind of gone nowadays but like you know like traditionally you would you would wear that to like act out against like you know trad parents right like Mm -hmm. if you think about it of course now when irony is so common or or everything has has the propensity to be ironic it's it is tough to kind of defend it because it's just you know just like now when people look in the positive way i can be like oh big pants aren't bad or or rare or, or like a weird thing to do because i can be like look at this guy wearing it but it, it could kind of be the same way with irony um where it's not ironic because well this guy's also doing what you're doing and i think we you know when it comes to the whole opt-out idea obviously when it comes to designer stuff when it comes to not even that maybe when it comes to fast fashion the idea of irony is baked in because it just means you move on to the next thing Mm-hmm. it's a it's a good it's easy it's it's the way easy way out is by design because it's a it's an evolving conversation which is cool in its own right but then it gets into a whole like not even authenticity but it just kind of gets exhausting right it's kind of like how yeah. like we're like you know not to say that we're in the like we're the tr- the class men's with the true middle here but it's like ironic stuff is also at odds with like or it's, or it's, just, it's very similar to like trend being trendy right it's like you have to constantly be aware of things to make sure that you are still trendy to make sure that you are still ironic you, you, know? you have to know you have to know what's good so that you don't dress like that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly or or to just know because it's you know it's like you know like the whole three wolf thing right like once that starts to be super common again which it kind of is i've seen like yeah. kids wear like that like not even designer just like everyone wearing it designers well, won't like make new... that ironic anymore the new like three wolf moon thing is like the like airbrush tees. Um, oh yeah, people. I mean, it's like hey, some of those are still cool, and I mean, I like vintage tees too. Um, so I'm not necessarily knocking that, but yeah, I think that's the new like. Oh, this is kind of like this is something my dad would wear or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I what I don't like now. I saw a guy wearing this is. I didn't think it would happen, but like the early 2000s, like I like not early, like like mid 2000s to like 2010s core. I'm talking mm. like world's greatest grandpa in a, a regular font. Like I was like, it was bizarre to see that because it's like I see, I can see the appeal of like 90s band tees, like the whole idea that you're you're, you know, we talked about this in merch, but like you know, wearing something that you're not a part of is kind of like. A, not a flex it's just kind of a statement in its own right which is like yeah. sure you can you can make like you know you can make the argument fine that's cool like you know it's it's post merch right mm. but then when you get to like i i don't know if it'll ever get there but like you know we're currently if people are still thrifting world's greatest grandpa t-shirts are we gonna get to a part where it says like like live laugh love like that that's gonna be the most <laughs> like crazy thing and, no it's going no it's gonna definitely happen you know it's gonna be a thing where people are gonna stop like there are people out there like christian like you know mid-20s christians who freshly married who have like live laugh love like on like a fucking wooden board in like framed (laughs) in their living room people are gonna do that because they think it's funny and it's gonna be completely across their whole house and you're gonna be able to go into uh, your christian friends house and you're gonna go to your alt indie friends house it's gonna be the exact same thing and it's gonna be fucking and you're not gonna be able to tell the fucking difference you know it's like and it's like that philosophical question of like what's the difference the between no like what's the difference between like say an avant-garde sculpture and a natural rock formation that is identical to that avant-garde sculpture like what's the difference between those two objects and it's always about the creation behind it yeah. right like that's that's kind of what it is <clears throat> and maybe and again maybe again I said that two times um, post context means 
we're gonna have to, we're gonna go into like a a full context. Like people are gonna share everything, which <laughs> yeah. is kind of what social media is, right? Like you share everything so people know exactly why you're doing things. This is kind of getting a oh, 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 you know across uh, or pa- going past the bounds of the podcast now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then what about like you know, like like kind of like like not not saying like low irony, but like the idea that like it just it's like it's funny, right? Like what about <laughs> that? Like, 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 oh, I'm I mean, wearing, like, it's like, it's not like, it's not as like, oh, look at me. I'm like different, but it's like, it's like, oh, this is just, this is just silly. It's know? like the, it's like when Mac got that cartoon gangster shirt or something. Uh, yeah. At, uh, at flea market, at flea market. <laughs> yeah. Flea, flea market, the store. <laughs> yeah. At the flea market store. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's, it's like, I know, you know, and it's definitely a flex, but it's def it's still like a. It's 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 funny. It's it's a it's more absurd than it is serious, right? Yeah. Like, like I mean, maybe that's the appeal of like the world's greatest grandpa, because like the world's greatest grandpa's shirt is funny, like live, laugh, love, compared to like, oh, I'm I'm wearing like rags, because like that's that's the opposite of, of clothing or whatever, you know. And look rags at me, are it's the ironic clothing. Right. You figured it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just strips of fabric. Yeah. <laughs> but what what do you guys think about that? You know, like. Yeah, what do you think I, of that? I can't think of like an actual menswear equivalent because this whole thing, like menswear is authentic. And the thing is, we're ca- now it's funny because we're actually leveraging the history and the lingua franca, like works for everything ideas of menswear. Mm-hmm. Where now, like, it, it just seems that we can't, we can't it's really like the, do irony with menswear I mean, outside of like the, fit. It's but, the irony. But, like, funny like, well, this is like not even irony because it's completely sincere. But what I'm thinking of is like, like fucking like lawyers or like another profession where you're actually required to wear suits and then the guys will wear the goofy socks or like star wars cufflinks or stuff something like that oh that's not even irony that's just like being a little silly i guess (laughs) yeah maybe at that point it's just bad taste because like yeah because sometimes humor is like like lowest common denominator at that point as well like i think we talked yeah we talked about this in merch where like instead instead of doing the fun sock where it's like oh i have star wars socks maybe like wear like an old vintage star wars t-shirt instead Uh you know i mean obviously that's not a one-to-one but like peekaboo ties are those ironic is that like an ironic i mean kind of i feel like i mean because you don't expect there to be a hot lady inside of the tie is that kind <laughs> yeah, of the, exactly. is, that, is that the irony or that you're you're getting horny or... at work <laughs> like, like, That's so like ironic. yeah it's crazy dude especially since i work at the, the castration factory <laughs> oh boy <laughs> it's a factory yeah you could have said you could have said I'm a I'm a doctor who performs vasectomies. No, but I, but I guess castration, I, wait, castration guys can't get horny. Is that the whole thing? Like, can you? Well, I can wouldn't you, be horny you... if I fucking worked there, dude. If I saw it happening, I would. <laughs> I would never be horny. Well, wouldn't that be like having like a penis, like a photo of a penis at the? Well, at the wait, castration is cutting your your balls off right not your penis i don't know i don't want anything to be cut off <laughs> it's yeah it's all bad <laughs> like okay like i mean like yeah is it and is it is it ironic that we're talking about this on the men's podcast like i don't, you don't know what i, I, I don't know it's right on your wedding day <laughs> what level are we on what level are yeah we on? i don't it's know but... spoons when all you need is a fork yeah, it's uh, so uh, Husher Howell says here that clo- like he, he we were talking about irony and he says clothing, clothing that's intended as a flex for those in the know, like showing up, you have social capital to wear something that the mainstream perceives as uncool. And that uh, he's seeing that's what irony is like. It, it's about mm. the idea that you you could you, you're intentionally choosing something bad or sub. I guess subversive is a little bit different, but like you're something bad or funny or whatever to mm. signal that to other people and that yeah, you possess the minimum is... required taste to know what is cool and uncool and deliberately choosing what is uncool. This um, doesn't seem like something that's super common in menswear, but I, I feel like people do like the first part of that where like, you know, they'll have like, Oh, this is my special piece, which I wear. Like, this is like my special watch where I'll wear in front of watch nerds and then they'll know I have good taste. It's like, this is mm. my special like you know i don't know pair of shoes or like vintage piece or something 
Like, I don't know. I feel everyone does that, but at least in the classic menswear space, it's normally not like also it's well, ugly or something. You know, yeah, because classic menswear, the whole, I mean, it's kind of classic by definition. Yeah. You see, like, like to me, like, like even picking like a, like it's, to me, it's, it's subversive to wear a, like a, a vintage toy watch. Like I have like a goofy watch that, you know, it's like, a, it's mm. like a quartz or whatever, or like my Dorimon watch. I feel like that's more subversive because like most menswear guys would think, oh, you wear, you know, a dress watch, you know, not even has to be real. It's like a Seiko or like a, like a, like a mechanical, like a Hamilton or something like that. Like yeah. That is more appropriate for menswear, but I'm wearing something kind of silly, but I don't, I think you could agree that my toy watches have a cool like design to them. So yeah. there's taste I mean, there's involved. like, once again, there's like some sincerity there. So I think, yeah. yeah, it's like probably subvert. Well, now let's get in. Should we get into now subversion versus irony? Well, uh, like well first off, first, well, before, yeah, yeah. Cause I was going to say, if uh, before we get into that, the true ironic way, if we're going with Husher Howell's definition here, or kind of in the same vein as like wearing like the cheapo uh, three three wolf moon tie, is like is like you being able to afford bespoke, but then intentionally wearing the J Crew Ludlow suit. You know, like that that's that's ironic because it's like look at me shopping at the mall, which is more of a statement on your social status and and class. Well, because I'm, curi- I'm curious, like for the most part, like how much of that is like a conscious choice by the shopper to be like, oh, it's so fu-. well. I mean, I guess like it's if you're so like, bad, I love it. Or if you're like, if you're like Warren Buffett, you know, then maybe you are conscious, like, oh, it's funny that I only have like a you know old minivan or whatever the fuck that guy drives something. But I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of guys, even if they do have money. They, it's they're shopping at J Crew not because they you know they're like oh look at me I'm being so thrifty I could you know go to Loro Piana or whatever and like get a sweater for like four thousand dollars but here I am getting one for ninety dollars or something yeah. I, I think it's because they either don't care enough about clothes to like branch out or they start, like they don't know like where the higher end places are um, right and I mean I I feel like that's especially going to be true for like guys who get you know programming degrees and start making like six figures a couple years after they graduate but didn't grow up like rich or anything yeah um like that's the that's the demographic who's just gonna stick with j crew forever right and 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 they're not those are not mentor guys because i feel like if you're a mentor guy and you knew about these details like this is you know we'll we'll get into in the future like you know the whole idea of like of menswear as a hobby to separate yourself from like just a guy who wears suits right because there mm-hmm. there are definitely guys out there who buy bespoke suits who are not menswear guys because they just want a mm-hmm. suit and that's just what they're used to in that class and they just want something functional right like not every guy who buys a Mercedes is like a car guy sometimes yeah. that's just what you think you want and you you know it's it's like appropriate for your price level not yeah. appropriate for your aesthetics right and so that enjoyment of it is interesting because. It just means that if you are a menswear guy, you just wouldn't pick J. Crew, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think people buy stuff based on aesthetics overall. Even Ivy League guys who, you know, whatever, if you want to talk about, you know, Berkeley, you know, defending J. Crew, like, he still probably wouldn't buy that because he even knows he wants a three roll two sack jacket. Like, he's not, he's not, he's not defending J. Crew or even that status level insofar as to just buy from the mall there is something mm-hmm. still there so it is it's tough to get into the whole irony thing with menswear because menswear is so built on those details because like mm-hmm. a, like a menswear guy wouldn't wear like a really thick tie you know that's like thrifted you're know, like the really wide 90s really yeah. like the really thick stuff because it kind of goes against what a lot of menswear people perceive to be a good tie even in general what it comes mm-hmm. down to is like maybe like you know like like drake's having like drake's making some great ties and then making like a fucking like guy riding a ho- like you know the horse ties or the western ties or whatever which technically i don't think even then are ironic because it's kind of like a nod to you know like hand-painted ties of, of the yeah. old times but yeah let's 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 talk about subversion now in in our last few seconds here that seconds there's a lot of seconds, seconds left. <laughs> okay but, let's talk about subversion yeah, but it's like, you know, to me, subversion, again, it's, it's super personal, right? It's about your understanding of it versus irony, which is about, again, eliciting a response or commentary from another group. With with subversion, it doesn't really matter what other people think. What matters is, like, you taking those. Well, I guess that's not true either. Yeah, well, I, I the way I see subversion is, like, this is, it's kind of like, you know, the thing. It's like, you have to know the rules to break it this is where you get to the point where you you know which rules to break and what effect that you know breaking those rules will have um so this is where you're like you know this is when you could be like oh you know i 
I, I know what you're typically supposed to wear with the business suit or something and what you're supposed to typically wear with like workwear or something or Western wear. But here I am mixing the two things together. Uh, and it's like understanding how to mix them together, I guess. So it's like, you know, like if you if you don't fully understand that, you might just wear like a gray, like worsted business suit or something with like, you know, just like keep everything normal. But then you have a, a Western tie or something or like an ugly Western shirt, but you still have a normal like button button up like or start, like, you know, uh, like tie and stuff like that. And it's just not going to work. So that's I don't know. Maybe that's uh, that's what I see subversion. Yeah, that's I'm, not even I'm, a definition of subversion. That's just an <laughs> example of something happening. Yeah, I mean that that that's kind of I kind of agree to whatever the hell that meant. Um, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's always it's always with menswear taking stuff out of the context because menswear is ba- built like like we said on roots, his history, lingua franca, and it's it's like it's changing that up, right? There is. Some of the stuff doesn't really have a message. It's more practical. So again, changing the practicality of it is what makes it subversive. Western wear with worsted suiting, you know, espadrilles with a suit. Oh, casual with for- or, or like you know, like beach with beach with uh, formal wear, whatever t-shirt, whatever. And then the irony, I think, the difference comes in with like the messaging of it. You know, right? Like again, like wearing like. Like it is kind of like it is kind of ironic to wear like a dad cap with a suit, but then it's even more ironic if the dad cap has like you know, like the archaeologist club, right? Like that that doesn't yeah. exist or whatever, you yeah. know, or the bullshot book club, which is kind of like ironic in itself because it's just a place that doesn't exist, you know, it challenges your expectations. Whereas the subversion would be just in general to wear a ball cap with tailoring. But I guess now, to to, to quote what I was talking about with with irony, sometimes it's not as subversive because. If you think about like the group that you're in within menswear, I mean, it's not uncommon to wear jeans with a jacket now. So, I mean, that, that's the thing that happened for years. But like, you know, ball cap with a jacket, Gurkha shorts with a blazer, like the, these are all things that are no longer subversive to mm-hmm. the to the society or to, to the culture. But it's still subversive in the root of the garment, which I think a lot of people who are not in the group will still see. Again, the difference here is it's not an if you know, you know, it's just. You're just doing it, right? Like yeah. there is no like, there's no level of like signaling there. Hmm. Um, what what do you think about about what's subversion, MJ? What do you what do you got? Uh, what's kind of like what Spencer was describing, where it's like you know, uh, stuff that goes together, or putting stuff together that's still cool in a way, and like what you I were mean, saying, how wearing, you know, tailoring with sneakers or certain accessories that traditionally not really seen together or you would say that goes together that fits a certain mold but your intention isn't to just be like hey this is i'm wearing it because it's like it's different and ugly but with stuff that i think is cool versus um you know i think these go together um even though they're normally not you know supposed uh, to wear or like yeah tailoring jeans dad cap sneakers Mm-hmm. you know yeah i love it like right we said right it's it's because you you like those items individually and you're gonna put it together the 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 root is the authenticity of it versus the just the message of like oh i'm being i'm being a little i'm being a little i'm being a little fucker right now you know Look yeah. at me. i'm a little fucker yeah i hate fashion so much that i'm gonna be ugly i've got to dress ugly yeah, yeah. i mean again like, i think true that. true irony within menswear is really tough because like I can't imagine like someone wearing like I'm wearing an intentionally small collar with this bespoke suit. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't. I feel like at a certain point, like you know, you just you just, just won't look be bad. able to do it. Like like I think like yeah. like I think with with composing, like a lot of like musical jokes are like in, like they're still really well done and comes from a place of intent versus like like even like you can even make the same argument about like hyper pop or whatever. Like you know, it sounds gross and i don't i don't like it but i think it's still better than like you're not just like mashing it's still like it's still intentional like yeah you know there's, there's still, still like think, a reason right and i think i do think the same thing with irony is always there but i think at what point does it become good which is really tough right I, that's why i think it's better to close off with examples of like what's acceptable versus what's not like i think mm-hmm. not to like i'm sure he's gonna listen to it but like you know like some of the looks of someone who like dressing like like the penguin in Gotham, right? I hmm. think that the penguin 
is has has interesting style, right? But I feel like I think if you like him, you would do it faithfully in the way of like either looking like a, what his stuff is based on, mm-hmm. right? Versus like him straight out. Like I think like like same thing with like Saf and Core, something I really really do enjoy, and not because of the ironic or the subversive idea that like oh just like a fucking James Bond villain, which technically is still cool anyway. I mean, come on, uh, look at look at look at Blofeld. Um, it's like. You know, I still like the ideas, and I look, look, look looking at like Vis Vim and like Japanese Americana stuff mm. is like a way for me to get into that versus you know doing a bad outfit. And I definitely think that even with conversations about subversion and irony, there is still stuff that that's just that's just bad. And I think yeah. sometimes sometimes it comes down to the design of the garment. Like I think that if I were to dress like the penguin in Gotham, you know, with like the continental tie, it would look more like Elvis in like the fifties, right? Versus like a like neo 2010s gothic version you know mm-hmm. it's like it's like a, like a hoodie like a hoodie with trousers or whatever is not a bad idea in, a, in and of itself mm-hmm. but when you do it with garments that look really good it's fine like it's yeah. kind of like the, it's kind of like the re, like you know like we wear 60s hoodies with like pleated trousers or what or ethan newton does that as well it's it's, it's like fine or, or I mean, I yeah there's like you know vintage. there's good ways to <laughs> good ways to do things you can there's yeah. more successful ways of pulling off style and i mean mm-hmm. hey this is why i t- tend to like i mean i've talked about this before this is why i tend to like vintage stuff is because like uh like i don't know this might be like a fallacy or whatever but I tend to see more like sincerity, it, like you know, if if I see like a brand that is like, here's our take on like a 1950s denim jacket or something, I'd rather just have like an original 1950s denim jacket, or not like a take on it, just for like a stitch for stitch copy of the original, because it's like that's that's the thing I'm interested in. I'm not in. It's like I'm not interested in like the like fresh new take. I just kind of mm. I usually want just the original. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's. They always get it wrong for some reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever they do it. Um, but I mean, I don't know if that's exactly our bias because maybe this just kind of goes to like when like Henrik or whoever like says like you know there is hint there they always hint at like there is some kind of superior taste involved somewhere, right? And mm-hmm. that is kind of what might be the guiding principle for irony subversion and what makes it good versus what makes it bad. Like like why is it that like untucking your shirt is bad but keeping your collar points unbuttoned the good you know to some people yeah, yeah. i'd still argue that both of those things are wrong because i do not like unbuttoned the collar yeah. points because <laughs> it's like that's like what is the effect there because it's like to me it it doesn't hold muster that like you just want to uh be subversive i feel like there is an aesthetic look of an of like a freed collar and maybe it's because mm-hmm. the ocbd was a very common shirt and you want the effect of it being loose but then as we've said in the spear point essay a long time ago an unbuttoned ocbd looks like a spear point collar so in my head it's like why don't you just fucking wear a spear point collar and yeah. and not and yeah. just do it and that's that that's, you know that, that's what i'm saying like there is like some kind of taste there is like this idea of like okay we'll just do the superior version of that you know it's like i, I don't know even know what the other example is i, I mean guess, I'm always, I guess, it's like you could say why would you wear an ocbd with a short collar where you when you could wear a good one yeah yeah exactly i mean there's also like the idea of um like here let's just talk about the like the idea of like tucking your tie like Mm -hmm. i don't like that's kind of like a fun one because like people says it looks sloppy but that's kind of the point but i also like the look of it and honestly like that might be the most ironic or maybe subversive thing that i do because it ties even historically people didn't tuck their tie in all the time like that's that's kind of like a new i mean people did do it but like it it wasn't like a, a move well, pe- move it was like a practical thing like people would do it when their tie was too long yeah exactly you know people would like have hand-me-down ties people or people would thrift trousers or whatever and like you know back in the day they would only have like one pair and they would they would tuck it in but it wasn't like yeah move into like agnelli and i think agnelli probably didn't even care either he's probably just doing it because whatever and now it's like a style move yeah. I would say still now there's still a practical reason because not all of my ties are from the 30s so I ha- I have to tuck it in anyway I don't care that it's like sloppy, mm. but I think maybe in that very same vein, there is taste involved. And 
because you could argue that my big pants are not the same thing as like pooling 90s fits right mm-hmm. and i could just say as a defense like something goes oh well you look bad i go like well no i'm actually good because i have the knowledge right and it's and other guys who are in the know about like proper drape or proper hem length would be like oh yeah we we know what he's doing and that's if you know you know yeah so i don't and it's kind of hard to defend it on on that basis maybe i could say it's still like aesthetics or maybe maybe our things just are ironic things just good taste to people who have the knowledge <laughs> like or yeah. whatever. i mean there's I, I guess there's yeah there's like you know there's some irony in like you could say like there's some irony in brands like um like buzz rickson or something where they're taking uh garments that were like literally designed to be like mass produced and made as cheaply and quickly as possible and they're like putting so much craft and like care into each one of these things and selling them at like such a high price you could say there's something ironic there you could say it's like ironic how like you know we do take things that you know 60 70 years ago would have just been like totally i'm sure you know back then i'm not going to say no one did it because they thought it looked cool but set like i don't know this is not a move that i do but say it's like you see photos of like uh like work like workmen who wear who wore ties back in the 30s or 40s or servicemen during world war ii who like tuck their tie into like the second or third button yeah like you could say hey that's like a kind of a cool move i'm gonna do it even though i'm not in a context where i like need to worry about my tie getting dirty and stuff like that you could maybe say that there's an irony in doing something like that i mean there's an irony in wearing fedoras because we don't really need shade from the sun and our cars nowadays are too low to have hats and Uh you know and we just you you have because you but the thing is you do it because like you like it right like that's yeah so it's once again like the intent is the difference and I mean, to, to go to your point about Buzz Rickson, I mean, you know, you talk about Drake's and Van Defined clothing and Sevenfold. It's like, it's, it's cra- it, it, it could be ironic that, you know, a tie, which was meant to be, like, cheap, like, it was an accessory that you just pick up, you know, like, there is so, like, you, you're supposed to have, like, a billion of them. Not, not supposed mm-hmm. to, but, like, guys would have a bunch because, like, that would make your outfit different every day, right? And, you know, you had to wear a tie every day, so whatever. Now it's, it's almost basically, like, a luxury good to have a tie because the... T- not that the art is going away, but like the reason to do it is going away. So therefore, yeah. the only people who still make them are artisans, not like your fucking like tie from a local drugstore. I mean, ties back ties back in the day, you had like rubber ties for guys that looked black because like you mm-hmm. would wear it because it looked formal and like servicemen, mechanics could just clean it off. And now like a tie is like a signifier of like, wow, you really are into this thing and you had the money to have to get this like piece of silk that's been pressed and folded and sewn yeah. probably by hand because like you know we don't have a lot of like machinery whatever i mean yeah because it's or like even it... denim right good denim is now expensive because yeah. it's a lost art like amitora japan bought it all because like america didn't want to fucking have them anymore because mm-hmm. you know everything was moving away from it and now like if you wanted really good jeans you know you would have to go get it from japan yeah. get it from an artisan who makes you it you have to fly yeah fly for some of that indigo um and i don't know i mean like there i guess yeah you're right there is a whole bunch of there are there are ways to find irony and and, you know and everything and and even even with subversion right like i know we kind of touched on it a little bit but like the ideas that we discussed in asian american wearing menswear and everything i think subversion really does a lot of good when it is there is a little bit of expectation against the hierarchies right like yeah, being a communist and wearing like military clothing or, you know, for, I guess like, you know, we have like Vietnamese friends who like menswear and of course they're wearing jungle jackets. I think that's kind of ironic mm-hmm. that they're, mm-hmm. you know, that they have that. Isabel has one of my old ones now and it's like, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, or or like, you know, getting a John jacket. I mean, the whole idea of, of, of Japan getting into American menswear is ironic because of like what literally happened. Like these, these yeah. youth who, we were, who got we into it. Occupying- them. Yeah, they were the occupying force and these guys like traded for them, you know. And now it's ironic that we get all of our menswear, all some of the best American menswear from Japan, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 that's you know, ironic. It's it's subversive, you know, in the idea that you know you're that some like you know we're wearing these jeans that we don't want to buy Levi's, you know, because other jeans are made just made better. But there is this idea of like of like punching up and I think that menswear is ripe for that because of the fact that it's tied to history. You know, there is a lot of room for this 
challenge of expectations and everything. And and maybe this conversation is going to get dated because you know the future, those rules are going to go out the window. Yeah. Those those this histories and contexts. Like, I think if we're really being honest with ourselves. I don't think we. I mean, at this point, I don't think we dress that subversive anymore, right? I think we dress no. like a men's. I think, like, I you know, when we talk, when we talk about like, do will we still dress like this? Some other people do. I think we do. Like, we, we will still continue. Like, we're not in this for like, the statement, but I do think that our novelty does get diluted over time, um, because now it's like everyone kind of does it. Like, I remember when chore coats were like, "Whoa, nice jacket, man!" And like now it's like every fucking guy is wearing a chore coat, right? Yeah. Or Target or people selling are chore coats for like twelve dollars. Yeah. yeah, or like you know, like like so many guys are wearing loafers now with white socks. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not subversive to wear that. I remember when I first wrote that thing, everyone's like, "You're wearing, you're wearing tube socks." Like, well, it's actually Uniqlo, but even then, Uniqlo is not <laughs> a dress sock either. But it's like you know, I'm doing like a better version, and now everyone's buying white socks or Uniqlo and wearing black stock and whatever loafers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of cool because I think irony and subversion is a vehicle for democratization. You know, I think that initially conversations about it can seem kind of gatekeeping right like where before it's like yeah like not many like if you knew i was doing the ivy league look you would get this and you would you wouldn't you would find it cool and it's kind Mm -hmm. of an affront if you just weren't aware of what you're trying to be ironic about right like like big fits seem ironic early on because like why why would you intentionally dress right but now it's like oh now i know what you're going for you know and maybe the messages are being skewed now right like maybe now someone might think oh you're doing the whole 90s you're doing the whole 90s um armani thing you know like all those tiktok guys like no i'm doing the 40s thing you know like yeah. it's getting missed. but it's actually but different it's, it's it's different but it actually helps me become more accepted and maybe because you know we're kind of getting to this about authenticity and creating a community of you know like or maybe not not in, intentionally but like you know we want people to kind of understand our point of view and irony and subversion kind of helps in that regard, you know. It just makes it. It's a. It's it. You know. You might say, yeah. It's opt out. It's it's a vehicle to opt out in, yeah. but at least people can opt in as well. It makes it accessible, you know. And I think that you know maybe like if people can understand what Balenciaga is doing and kind of get like in the mindset, maybe maybe they'll think, okay, I can't do that, but wearing like a like a Western shirt with a suit is like my way of doing that within my chosen realm of menswear you know mm-hmm. any any closing thoughts spencer uh i think you should fucking uh close the door because you're letting draft in it could let in a child yeah um <laughs> randall boggs bringing it back <laughs> do you, do you, i i mean we thought Isabel thought it was so funny where like he's like oh hi i'm randall boggs like oh yeah right like oh i turn invisible but people won't like that if I, you know, for scaring it's like no that's the best thing you can do man yeah and then and the second part is scary and then the second part is he's like oh lose the glasses because because then you'll you know then you won't you'll everything could be invisible and he goes like uh he starts squinting and being all evil it's like that's it that's the answer yeah. here <laughs> yeah i guess that's ironic and what you thought would make him a like Oh, I was watching Monsters Incorporated. I, mean, I guess this is the final <laughs> point here. But like, he goes from like, oh, kind of like a guy who got like shafted during college to a guy who's gonna kidnap children and suck out <laughs> screams, and then gonna almost suck screams, almost choked Sully to death. Right? He was gonna yeah, kill yeah. him. Like that's like Monsters Inc. is actually kind of intense, man. Um, I get scared. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, what if there's a monster? So I close my closet all the time. Yeah, my closet doesn't have a door. It's just—I mean, maybe they have all types of doors in the. There's like, there's no way. Yours is worse though because it's a mirror. I have too many clothes. Yeah. Oh, so the monster Um, could be me. Yeah, yeah, you're the you're the monster. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, anything anything else to add for subversion, irony, all the kind of stuff? I think we covered it. Oh yeah. uh, Oh well, just uh, going kind of tying it back to the beginning. Uh, how Ethan's been told that he dresses like ironic and it's kind of like what I think it's more just uh, from the outside looking in because it's like we wear old clothes you know and that's already like like you it's like subversive already yeah because you know that it's like not trendy or it's not technically in fashion but you still wear it even though we know like it's good or like the like the basis of it is like we think these items look good and we want to wear them. Yes. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Versus what kind of like 
our original, I guess, idea where it's kind of like, oh, it's it's ironic because it's bad or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, just wanted to tack that on there. No, I think I think you're absolutely right. I mean, at the end of the day, because it's like I think everyone tries to find. I think hipster hipsterdom I think has ruined people's perceptions of irony and subversion. Maybe I should have talked about this earlier. But I think the idea that everything has to be some kind of like subversive statement. I think that things can be subversive, but I think it's also disingenuous to think that people are just doing it just for the lols. I think that that's mm-hmm. so dumb, and I think like that's I hate that as much as I hate hipster dumb like i think people who critique based on that are just as worse as the guys who do it just to make a statement and i think that's again what has ruined so much of this right we're like there are guys out there who dress like it's 1970 because that's just what they like man like it's not, it doesn't have to be a commentary at all you know i think like i like the 40s not because i want to be subversive or ironic like, oh i'm a young guy wearing old clothes or wearing old silhouettes i think that can happen as a result of it yeah. but i just genuinely like this thing i don't like john williams because he's not Hans zimmer i like john williams because he's john williams man like like come on and i think Honestly, opening my mind to that has helped me understand more about subversion and give me more of a leeway to designer clothing. I mean, we talked to Sylvia, and I think it's just, I think her style is subversive and different. But as we talked to, it comes from a place of enjoying silhouettes. And mm-hmm. that is just where it has to come from. Those designers make those cuts that she likes. And so I don't think it's like, oh, a statement on this. It's just what you enjoy. And I think, you know, we talked about it with Jason and Hyperpop. We talk about, you know, with Mad King George. You know, I think it's also kind of how we came around to like the 70s clothing. And again, starting from that place of authenticity is great. And if people think you're ironic, then cool. It means yeah. it adds yeah. another layer. I mean, it, it, there's nothing wrong with a multifaceted outfit. You know, not everything has to be one dimensional. And I don't think anything really is. If you really dig da- deep down, you'll find a reason for why you like it. And hopefully then this is where we come in hopefully the execution of it is good and up to the taste yeah but that's a whole personal thing i mean you're you're still free to wear whatever the hell you want even if we think it's bad so whatever you can wear whatever (laughs) that's right so if you guys want to talk about this more and you know again thanks to all of our patrons who submitted some great thoughts about this you can go to patreon.com slash style and direction uh five dollars a month gives you access to our discord you know it's a it's a give and take people put a lot of great ideas into people discuss a lot of cool things people share links to stuff that they don't fit in but maybe other people might fit into it as well so join mm-hmm. that gives you also our backlog of bonus episodes it's a lot more personal we get to talk about like what we've been up to a lot of movies that we mm-hmm. watch um and everything so if you enjoy more of us on there because our our twitch streams are now more about video games because i have a gamer now um, yeah, we love games always but- have been but ten dollars a month. Uh, get what do they do, MJ? What happens when you give ten? When you give ten dollars a month, you get shoutouts on all our episodes. So our sadcast fanatics are Austin Malat, Shane Curry, Philip Gregard, Jarrett Colian, Henrik Wilberg, and John Clifford. We appreciate you guys a lot. Follow us on Instagram at Down Direction and at Ethan M Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. I'm at Aya MJ. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.